This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Okay. All right. So I'm back at it. Praise the Lord. We are almost at the end of June. I have something really exciting coming up for me. My birthday is next week on Tuesday. I will be 35 years old if the Lord is willing and Jesus Christ does not decide to come back and rapture us all. Um, yes. So I'm so looking forward to that. There are so many things that are in my mind concerning coming to that age in my life. Um, I'm sorry in advance. I My throat is kind of off right now. Um, the past couple of weeks have been extremely, extremely busy for me. Uh, more so this past week. It was awesome. I had an opportunity to stand with uh, fellow believers at, um, at a march um, here in my city, Atlanta. Uh, for racial reconciliation, for righteousness and justice, uh, for black lives on Juneteenth, celebrating freedom, the emancipation of our African uh, brothers and sisters. And um, it was a really good day. I'm grateful. I had the privilege of of co-leading worship that day um, and also marching and um, leading in that regard. And yeah, so my throat, I, I kind of lost my voice and a whole lot going on. And then I'm also a mom. So you have children that you have to redirect all day long um, or love on or sing with very loudly or, you know, do all kinds of funny voices. At least that's what I do. So, yeah, that's I'm, I'm left with this. So I apologize that you are going to have to listen to this for the next 45 minutes or so. Um, which is the average of most of my episodes (laughs) because your girl just got a lot to say and I can't put it in 15 minute bites. It's just not going to work. So yeah, I was thinking about what I was going to podcast about today. And, um, while doing that, I think like seven things came up. And so I made notes of those things and who knows, I might try to record a few tonight and then just drop them because um like i said and as you all know anyone who is listening to this right now it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in if you have access to the internet and you're listening to this on any one of the podcast spaces that are available in our world y'all know it's serious out here okay you (laughs) you know it's serious there's so much going on it doesn't matter like the moment you wake up in the morning it's just life and it's the fullness of life it's not it's not always the abundance of life but it is definitely the fullness of life and 
right now um, for many of us it's tipping on the uh, frustrating side of life the grieving side of life the uncertain side of life and 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 I've, I've actually I feel like uncertainty is, is for everyone no one really knows what tomorrow holds and, and as if that's not been true every single day of our lives but I feel like even more so that has become a reality for everyone and um, for those of us who are followers of Jesus I mean come on wake up church he told us that we we don't know we don't know what tomorrow holds. We we don't know what we'll be doing or who will become or what the Lord has in store. And, and that is why he tells us to focus on the day, to seize the moment that we have, to do the best that we can and um, to trust him for today and not worry about tomorrow, not be anxious about tomorrow. But when you are in the midst of a cultural climate that is so intense, it is very difficult to do that, um, which is why it's spirit work. It requires the Holy Spirit to get us through these turbulent times. Um, and, you know, while things are turbulent, I also believe that God is still at work. He really, really is. He doesn't disappear when, when stuff gets hard. If anything, he's closer in those moments. He's closer in those valleys. He's closer when you feel most lonely and uncertain and worried and fearful. He's so much closer during those times. Um, um, and, and not that he's any less when you are enjoying life, but I think it's harder for us to believe that he is abiding with us when things are low. Um, and so I've been trying to press into the reality of Christ being present always and, 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 and the fact that he desires to, to, to abide with us. He desires his presence to reign in our midst. And if we're only willing to allow him to be magnified in those moments, um, I think that we'll, we'll, we'll receive strength from the joy of his presence. And so... Right now, I'm trying to push into that. It has been harder than a mother, like for real, for real, for real. And um, this week in particular, after the march, I think it was great. It was awesome. And and there are other things that are going around or going on in my city. Um, I, I personally feel like ATL is trying to <laughs> is trying to fan the flame right now as it relates to the body of Christ or the the church of Atlanta trying to do the best that she can to 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 keep our eyes to keep her eyes fixed on Jesus who is the author and perfecter of our faith to hold on to the promises that he gave us that he will never leave nor forsake us and so for that I'm 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 hopeful for my city for the church in my city for the for the lamps lamp stand in my city and um you know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hopeful not just for the church, but I'm hopeful for um, civic organizations, justice organizations, compassion movements that are, um, are are flexing right now. Some awesome movements that I love and I hope to actually probably share a little bit more about organizations that I stand with, um, that I, I can relate to and that I have hope for in my city and hopefully um, as the Lord increases what I do with Tether Mission, I'd like to partner with those organizations um, to seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God um, as we do our best to love our neighbors as we love ourselves as unto the Lord, the God whom we devote our everything to. So yeah, um, 
as I'm talking right now, I'm filtering in my head <laughs> which direction I'm trying to go with these five topics that came to mind this past uh, the past couple days. And um, I think I'm just going to go to the one that's hitting my heart right now because, um, you know, I, I don't know. I suppose I shouldn't be too surprised by by what's going on. Um, but I do think it's important for me to to share what's happening so that I mean, for one, I've already confessed my heart to the Lord and um, there are individuals in my life with whom I share very transparently and vulnerably concerning, um, you know, um, areas in my heart where I feel like there's a consistent tug of war. Um, but I suppose I, sh- I could share it with you, my sisters. You, you deserve to know. You need to know who you're listening to. You know what I'm saying? You need to know who you're trying to, to gain some type of wisdom for uh, from. I'm hoping that, that when you listen to these episodes that you're receiving some type of wisdom. Oh, Lord Jesus, please. Because <laughs> if, if not, if you're not being encouraged, if you're not being spurred into good works, if you're not being ministered to in any way, then I mean, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? What am I doing? Well, I'm just going to hit this <laughs> head on. And I'm going to say, I'm really hoping I can say this once because my goal, again, my goal this month was to really move into women and, and focusing on on the mission to which I've been called. Um, but justice... Uh, race relations, reconciliation is also something that is in my wheelhouse and what the Lord has also called me to and what I've been living with for the past 25 years, along with being a woman and um, in in majority spaces or male dominated spaces. And so um, I can't, I can't, um, I can't divide the two. They're kind of intertwined because after all, I am a Christian black woman. That is the package in which the Lord desired to to put the gifts that he's placed in me. And for such a time as this is saying, hey, you know, share with the world. So here I am. I, I can't I can't ignore any of those elements that make up who I am. Um, but I do believe that it is all about analyzing and prioritizing what I'm supposed to do in season. Um, And so right now I'm just filtering with the Lord, the timing of that. And so far, I feel like July might be the better time for me to transition into all things women um, while I kind of just (sighs) while I kind of just release um, release this aspect of myself to um personal relationships within my circle um and i open doors and and lead my listeners lead you all to um individuals and and organizations and spaces that are called to this um this topic primarily that are called to justice primarily called to justice primarily called to racial reconciliation primarily called to um, race relations that is second to my call um, to lead women and so that's what I'm going to try to do okay but before I do that I'm going to tackle some stuff 
it's getting under my skin and um, is requiring a lot of prayer and um, discernment during this time because I think there is a misconception that because you're Christian you have to ignore reality (laughs) or ignore life or ignore your thoughts and your feelings and your heart and and I really do not believe that was Christ's call for us at all in fact he met us exactly where we where we were or he meets us exactly where we are and he calls us into himself allows us to come as we are with the with the intent of his heart to not allow us to stay that way but not one time does he require us to clean up to fix up to dress up before we come into his presence Um, he is God after all so he knows our thoughts he knows our our deepest desires good or bad Um, and and he's not afraid of those things Um, he's not afraid of it he's not afraid of the mess he's not afraid to come and pick us up out of our own ish out of our own soiled bleeding disgusting sin-ridden lives or minds mindsets heart issues he's not afraid of that (laughs) his number one job outside of loving us was dying for our sin you know was was facing it head on in hades and taking the keys of death in hades and resurrecting on the third day with all power and and now our christ is interceding for us as he sits at the right hand of the father and so because i know that that's who he is and that he's all powerful and he can handle it i'm gonna be real with the lord and right now i'm gonna be real with you because I I suppose I should not be surprised by how many of my white friends and or acquaintances are now actually blatantly questioning my faith in Jesus because of my stance against injustice. And this is really hitting hard for me right now because And it like it's getting me it's got me to the point where I'm starting it's funny because they they're questioning my faith. And at the same time because of their questioning of my faith because of my stance against injustice, okay? Against injustice, I now am actually questioning their faith. And that's a like it's such a pro, it's so problematic, you know what I'm saying? Because my hope was that through this time, as so many idols are being, you know, unveiled or uncovered, right? So many hearts are being um, are, are 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 being uncovered. So many so many things are being brought to the surface that there would be a mutual there would be a holistic desire to pursue christ a holistic desire to seek after truth 
And what I've come to realize is these idols, these strongholds are so intense that individuals with whom I used to pray, sing, laugh, cry, enjoy, do life with, um, who called upon me for advice, for prayer, <laughs> for wisdom, for counsel, um, whom I led in worship or led in, in groups or whatever, like all because I have now publicly um, taken a stand against certain things. I've been receiving text messages, Facebook messages, uh, sideways comments or whatever that are literally questioning my salvation, like questioning my faith, questioning my convictions. And it's not like they're coming at it from a heartfelt way of just like, hey, you know, let's do life together. I'd really like to hear your thoughts and your heart concerning these things. And frankly speaking, I try to do my best when I post on social to over process what I'm about to say so that I have I've kind of covered my basis as far as like, okay, how could this be viewed? Or I want to make sure that number one, I'm magnifying Jesus. And two, that I'm not sacrificing the truth for anyone's emotions or feelings. And three, that I don't ruin my witness. I'm trying my, my best to do that. And, you know, I, I, I can go back and look at my timeline and I, I feel at peace with it. I'm like, okay, you know what? You know, even though I might be taking a very strong stand on this issue in justice, which I believe the Bible speaks about throughout, and we, we follow a God whose whole purpose was to ensure that he leveled the playing field for everyone, that he made wrong things right, which is biblical justice. His entire life was that, um, and his death. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm kind of confused about people's interpretation of not only Christ's words, but his lifestyle. Like I'm, I'm really, really confused. I'm confused and I'm not, I'm, I'm not confused by my own conviction or what I know to be true and what scripture is plain about, but I am very confused by individuals who, because they disagree with the stance that I hold, take that disagreement and now determine that the person that they've known up to this point is no longer the person they've known and is now someone who is not seeing God clearly. Listen. <sighs> Number one, I'll tell you, it, it, it ticks me off, okay? Anger is my first response. Like, are you kidding, right? My second response is disappointment and hurt. Um, because I'm like, yo, so what, what were all those years before this point? Like, were you, were you just my friend because we never had conversations like this? And here's the thing. I almost always had conversations about what I believed in. And more often than not, people did not 
like to maintain those conversations. They would kind of hang around for about five minutes and then finally, you know, linger out or whatever, which is which is cool. You don't have to be a part of the conversation, but it's not like I kept anything secret. It's just that now I'm like, oh, hey, we're all still semi-quarantined. I'm going to say what I need to say um, because I feel compelled to do so. And I'm, I'm not here to argue with anyone. And most of what I post is not even open for discussion. <laughs> it's just here I am, just like everyone else's post is here they are. Um, but the, 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 I won't say audacity because you have the freedom to approach whoever you need to, whoever you feel you need to approach, but the, the type of boldness that is behind these individuals is, I mean, it's, 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 it's bad. (laughs) It is so bad, y'all. It's so bad, like on the low end of the spectrum, it's just not okay. You just don't come at somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? You just don't, have you heard this? Do you know what this means? And you know, where do you, where do you stand? Why do you, why did you post that? Why did you like it? Like you coming at me, number one, like I'm your child and that's not, that's not it. Two, like, like, you know, you're like in my inner circle and that's not it. Three, like you, somebody who actually cares about my life. And that's not it. Let's be real. Like, if we're not in the same room together, you ain't texting me at how my day is going. Like, what makes you think? (laughs) What what makes you think you actually have authority in my life or you have freedom to speak into my life in this regard? Like, you just don't. You don't. So on the low end of the spectrum, it's just not okay. On the high end of the spectrum, it's straight up spiritual abuse. And y'all know I am so not for that. When I finally start sharing a little bit of my testimony with you and you start understanding where I come from and who I am, you will know and you will learn very, very, very quickly that I do not do spiritual abuse. I am not for taking scripture out of context. I am not for taking the word of God and trying to quote unquote, put somebody in their place. I am not for manipulating the text to stand for your like selfish and and internal desires. Like I am so not for that. Number one, it disrespects my God. And number two, you using it, you're weaponizing the word of God that is supposed to be bread and life and living water. That's what you're doing. And then you're not only ruining your witness, but you're cutting fellowship with someone. You're breaking fellowship with someone who is professing Christ and you're coming at them like this isn't an injustice and speaking out against injustice is not a sin issue. Let's just make that clear off the bat it is not a sin issue for me to be talking about injustice just because you don't agree we may not have the same understanding or agree with what injustice is even though i'm coming from the word of god if you still can't see that that's between you and the holy spirit let him enlighten your eyes all you got to do is soak on the floor with him for just a quick minute and i'm sure he'll reveal reveal to you exactly what he's revealing to everybody else who's trying to live according to the script that's just what this is but the fact that the fact that there's so much boldness 
to approach and then for your resources and your references to be media and you're not even coming at me with the word of god like you're 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 weaponizing the scripture to challenge or to question my faith in Jesus, but your references about the issue at hand aren't even coming from the word. So if you're if you if you're gonna come and tell me that what I believe is wrong, please show me in the scripture so we can actually dialogue about it. Don't send me links or opinion articles or whatever it is from other people from 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 secondhand professionals or experts or don't send me that stuff D don't 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 do it you will be completely ignored i'm just not going to do it in the same way as you go on my feed if you see an article and you don't like what you see that's your choice it's fine but guess what i'm not doing i'm not personally texting individuals Okay, and, and letting them know, here's an article, you might want to read this. If they inquire and they say, hey, Naomi, do you have any resources? Well, sure, I have a, a whole index of resources for you. But if not, I will use my own public newsfeed to post what I would like to post and you do what you need to do. If we are not in agreement and you do not desire to have a true dialogue with grace and accountability, guess what? It's going to go in one ear and out the other. The only reason why I'm talking about this right now is it has happened so many times in the past couple months that I'm like, for real? Now we have a new issue. The new problem is, are you a Christian? <laughs> like, are you actually saved? Are you actually professing Christ as you should? Are you actually living for a life that bears a cross? That's my question now. While you're asking me why I believe in some type of ideology or why I stand with some type of organizations or whatever, like while you're asking me those questions, my question to you is, um, do you bear a cross? Because the way you keep coming at me, you're coming at me like someone who's trying to protect what they have. It's tr someone who's not trying to lose what they have. Someone who is perpetuating the very hierarchy that is unbiblical. Like that, you, you're coming at me that way. And, the, and, then, <laughs> and, and then you're coming at me and talking to me like I'm, I'm not your peer, like, like, I'm, like I'm five. All this while not even remotely inquiring about my life, what's going on in my personal life, right? Not saying, oh, I'm sorry, it's been a year since I spoke to you. <laughs> or I'm sorry, you know, I haven't reached out to you in a long time, but something's just been pressing my heart. No, you don't even start like that. You just start asking me questions about what I posted last week, but you don't even, you, you don't even, you really don't know me. A lot can change in somebody in a year. You, you don't know who I am today. You know the person that you knew two, three years ago, but you don't know this person today. So the fact that you coming at me the way that you are, and when I say you, that's a plural you. It's not just one person. <laughs> and so it's got me thinking, hmm, 
We have a bigger issue on our hands as the church. We need to get back to theology. We need to get back to understanding the word of God. We need to get back to the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And we need to start redefining what love is according to the word. We need to start redefining who your neighbor is according to the word. And the Bible has very clear answers to those questions. We need to go back to the text. We need to go back to what the Lord says about these topics, what Jesus said about these topics, how Jesus modeled these environments and, and these scenarios and modeled, modeled truth and righteousness and justice and mercy and grace in these environments. We need to go back to that because I'll be so clear with y'all right here, right now. The heathen is killing the game on loving one's neighbor. The atheist is killing the game on loving one's neighbor. Okay. The universal universalist is killing the game on loving one's neighbor. And the church right now is so focused on trying to correct brother or sister than going back to what unifies us, which is the word of God and saying, oh my gosh, which one of us needs to adjust in this manner? In this matter, is it you? Are you, are you a little bit too much on this side? Are you a little bit too much on that side? How do we find a balance? What does Christ say about this? What does the word of God say about this? And let's come together hand in hand to go forward in this. It is a sad day in the life of the church when the world is modeling Christ more than his bride. It is a sad day. And until we get this together, no one is gonna wanna be a follower of Jesus. Like it's just not going to happen. I mean, frankly speaking, even Christ was understanding that before you sit there and you give a full-blown sermon, you might want to feed people's stomachs. They don't know how long they were going to be there. When when Jesus fed the 5,000 and all the other times that he fed people supernaturally, they didn't know how long they were going to be there. All they knew is that they heard truth and they decided to follow truth. And then when they sat under truth, before the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, who was Christ, decided he wanted to start speaking truth and life into them and enlightening their eyes with parables and, 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 his, and words of life, he said, uh-uh, we got to feed these people. Come on now. Even Jesus was attentive to the natural needs of men and women and children and made sure that everyone had their fill and then gave them spiritual bread and spiritual water. That's what he did. Not that one was more important than the other. It was both and. And so if you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus and you cannot marry those two, you might need to go back to the text. And while you go back to the text, you might want to be quiet. You might want to be quiet. And don't come at someone like me who is trying my best. And let me just be 100% clear with my sisters right now. It is a very difficult time for historically oppressed individuals. And I know that it is a challenging and a new time for Caucasian Americans, I understand y'all are going through your own adjustments and, and, and learning how to carry this type of weight. For the rest of us who, who this has been our life, 
and we've been carrying this for a long time i will tell you something right here right now and you can't argue with me because you haven't lived it the black woman is at the bottom of this totem pole 100 okay there's not been a day in my life that i have not had to literally die to a part of myself every single day i walk out of my house because i'm walking into an assimilation of white culture i'm walking into an assimilation of male dominated society i'm walking into an assimilation of of a, of a society and a culture that does not see me as equal they just don't and the only way that i have been able to survive this even as a christian which is my primary scope or my primary lens in which I've lived since I was four years old. The only way that I've been able to do that is someday at some time, I'm either submitting my blackness or submitting my womanhood to whatever is around me, just so that the people around me could hear what God was actually saying in and through me. Because if I'm Christian, black and a woman, 100% of the time, you look at me as angry. You look at me as trying to, uh, 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 you know, exert authority over some, you look at me as that type of person and that's not who I am. But the fact of the matter is I've been doing that my whole life. And so when I come and I say, you know what, mm -mm, not today, not today. Today you get 100% of me and then you want to come to me and you want to fight me for that fraction of who I am that I have literally been submitting unto the Lord for the sake of unity and you want to come for me on that? Oh, please believe you will be checked. You will be checked. Because it is not okay for a portion of the body of Christ to consistently be dying to self. And the moment they say, you know what? Today is a day. <laughs> I'm gonna live a hundred. And, and I know somebody could be like, well, you don't have to do that. Oh, really? Have you lived in my shoes? Have you walked my path? Have you seen the world we're living in right now? The world we're living in when when an 18 year old can be driving in her car with her windows down and stop at a stop sign and uh, some white men decide to call her the n-word and then when she turns and looks at them they throw uh lighting fluid on her and light her up 18 year old whose mother had to take her to icu for 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 like crazy burns because somebody decided to treat her like that a, a young black woman have you lived in that kind of world where you walk out of your door and you have to check how you're dressed because you're afraid that just if, if, if you don't say a word, you're, you're automatically seen as a threat. Have you lived that? Have you lived in a world where literally you have to put your phone on the floor every time you're driving at night or you have to be on the phone with somebody after 9 p.m. and you're driving at night and you know you're going to be driving for 20, 30, 40 minutes and just in case you get pulled over by an officer, somebody's on the phone to hear exactly what's happening and can be a witness? Have you lived that life? 
When you walk into a, a church building and nobody says hello to you except the people that you serve with on a day-to-day -day basis, but it's part of your responsibility to say goodbye to people when they're leaving the church. And when you say goodbye, they look you up and down, they say nothing to you and they just left the presence of the Lord. Have you lived that life? I'm just saying, I'm just saying every single day unto the Lord, okay? As unto the Lord, I have died to my blackness. I have died to my womanhood for the sake of unity. And it just so happens right now, the spirit of the Lord is calling a, a different part of the body of Christ to do the same. And the moment that you start to feel that just a little bit, you want to come for me and start questioning the other part of me, whether the other part of me was actually truly following Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. Ultimately, I know that vengeance is the Lord's and your heart is going to get checked the way that it needs to. But <laughs> listen, if you out there right now and you happen to listen to this and you start feeling a little bit something inside of you, maybe it was you. I don't know. Maybe you're not even listening to this. It doesn't even matter. But I do believe that we all need to be accept like when I say so careful with how we respond to our brothers or our sisters regarding what's going on in our world right now specifically as it relates to justice if you don't understand something go back to the word or take time to say nothing and do your own work read it for yourself and frankly speaking listen i know that a lot of people are out there like yo man you got to learn about white privilege you got to learn about this da, 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 da. no listen you do all that i think that's 100 important I wouldn't even call myself an expert on, on some of these justice issues. I won't. I can tell you my experience and I can tell you the basics 100%. And I'll be like, listen, this is just what it is, frankly. But my true source is this here word. <laughs> it's the word of God. And when he created all men and women, he said, they were good period period jesus humanized everybody jesus elevated everybody jesus gave life to and and encouraged and edified everyone and opened his heart and the door to everyone who would choose him and while we were yet sinners, he still died. He died for the ones who executed him. That's what I read in the scriptures. That's the truth. And anything that points to that truth is what I will stand with. I will stand there. I will stand confident as a follower of Jesus Christ and an advocate for biblical justice. Come for me if you want to. Please, I prefer, I prefer you don't. I prefer that you unfollow and you go about your business so I can go about mine. 
I prefer you just tell me, you know what? This is the end of the road. Listen, we went through an entire Ecclesiastes study about seasons. There's a time for embracing and a time to refrain from embracing. I know we got this cancel culture going on right now. I'm not talking about canceling nobody. I can love you, but I can love you enough to not bear the weight of your ignorance. And I can love me enough to not have to take responsibility for anything that you choose to do. 100. I love you enough for us to part ways and you go about your way. I go about my way in peace. Go with God in peace. If we're not going to jive and it's just not going to work for you. And every time you look at me, you're going to look at me sideways because you're like, mm, I don't really know if I trust Holy Spirit and her. Okay. And amen. We're called to two. We're called to different people. There are people that God has earmarked to hear the word of God through my lips and people that God has earmarked to hear the word of God through your lips. Go about your business. And we'll stand before him on judgment day and I'll probably catch you on the, on the other side. It is what it is. No hate, no shade, no whatever. But what I will not be okay with is you coming and trying to mess with what I've considered safe. <laughs> what, I've, what, what God has allowed to be a safe place for me. You can't do that. You won't do that. You have no access to that. And this is my open letter to anybody who has an issue with me and wants to question my walk with Jesus Christ because I stand for biblical justice. That's sad. That's sad. It really is. And I, I, would, I would like to say that I'm praying for these individuals, but I'm not. I'm not because I, I think that they are just a small picture of a, a much larger problem, which is the westernizing, the weaponizing, and the just me version of Christianity that is upheld in many of our churches in America, 100. It's all about you. And guess what? It's not about you at all. It's not. And the day you let that me motivate you to come at somebody else who is a professing brother or sister in the faith without backing it up with truth or lovingly, what the scripture says, open rebuke is better than secret love. I would rather you openly rebuke me with truth than to, than to walk away and be, and be, be, <laughs> be faking. Don't fake it. Please be real about it. But if you are going to be real about it, at least, you know, at least do it right. Don't do it in a way that just like 100, like it just completely exposes you. It exposes you as somebody who's still sipping on milk. You're still sipping on milk. You haven't gotten your, your teeth haven't come in yet. You're not chewing on meat. You're not chewing on spiritual meat. It's not happening. But you know what? It's okay analyzing and prioritizing so i just had to put that out there you know <laughs> i love the lord and by his grace he will keep me until the day of christ he began this good work he will keep me until the day of jesus christ i pray that he keeps his church and i believe he will keep his church he promises that the latter will be greater than the former he will keep his church he will keep his church it's the mess in the midst of this and the, and the and the sifting that I know he'll ultimately do on that last day. But like the sifting 
that I'm doing in my own heart is, Lord, help me to release what is happening so that I can make room for the very th- the things that you've prioritized for me, the things that you've actually called me to. And for those of you who are wondering if I see these individuals face to face, am I going to love them? Absolutely. Have I have I already spoken with them? Oh, you. Yeah. Come on now. I'm not talking with y'all having not spoken with them. No, <laughs> they know. They know. I just wanted to come on here and be for real because that's been my week. It really has, um, among other things. Next week, I want to talk about what it means to be an ally because that question has come up to me so many times and I don't do I don't do labels very well. You know, I, I think I think one's fruit proves who they really are. I don't have to have a label. I don't have to have a title to prove who I am. We've seen that been abused multiple times before, too. So at this point, like, no, I need to see your fruit. I need to see what you're working with. And then let somebody else who sees that, who witnesses that say, man, you operate in this way or you do this. And you're like, you know what? Actually, I do. But not that you walk out with your little name tag. That's like, oh, look at me. (laughs) I don't have time for that. So, yeah, next week, I want to talk about what it means to be an ally, at least what I believe it means to be an ally um, in this time. And um, my hope for those who desire to be allies. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. This was this was venting. A lot of this was venting. I'm sorry. I just what I what did I do last week? Confession, and this is just venting. And um, I'm trying to come up. I really am. Hopefully, you got something out of that. And hopefully, it wasn't just don't come at Naomi. <laughs> oh Lord, just be kind to each other, man. And really, really think about what you're going to say before you say it. There's something else I have to do. And I've been trying to do it for like the past week. And I keep praying and asking the Lord, Lord, please help me. Give me the words. Give me. I I, I want to be specific. I don't want things to just be thrown out there. Yes, I believe in casting a net and just believing that God will bring in what he wants to bring in. But When it comes to speaking to people and ministering to them, I want to be specific. I really do. But right now, I am praying a prayer from the beautiful word of God that I really hope I can pray (laughs) with honesty and truth. And I'm about to find it. It's in Psalm 119. Just give me a second. And when I found this scripture, I was like, what? Listen, people are sleeping on the word of God. They're like, oh, it's not relevant. Uh, Yes, it is. And I'm about to prove it to you right now, because this is the scripture that came to my mind. And I'm grateful. Psalm 119 verse 134. Just listen to this, y'all. This is this is the Holy Bible. Okay, David says, 
Redeem me from man's oppression that I may keep your precepts. <laughs> I will read that again because it's life-giving and it is the tether that I'm holding to right now. Lord, redeem me from man's or women's oppression that I may keep your precepts. This is no joke. David is literally praying and asking the Lord to redeem him from someone else's oppression so that he can keep the word of God. Like it's gotten to that point for me. It is so intense. Like before I was like, okay, I'm gonna still be a Christian. I'm gonna do what I need to do during this time and be gracious or be merciful or be honest, be vulnerable, be transparent, keep fellowshipping, keep drawing in, keep going closer. And it's come to the point where I'm literally praying and saying, Lord Jesus, free me from men's oppression so I can keep your precepts, God. Because it's getting to the point where it's hard for me to fellowship. It's hard for me to engage. It's hard for me to uh, pick up the phone. It's hard for me to, to respond to that text. It's hard for me to want to see you. It's hard, like it's it's getting to that point where I'm like, yo, there is just so much around me right now. I'm just trying to keep the word. And when I find or come across scriptures like that in the Bible, I'll tell you what, they make me love Jesus. <laughs> they make me love Jesus all the more. All the more. Because only, only the one true God would ensure that that verse would make it into the scriptures. And that 2000 plus years after they were written, I would be able to read it and know that somewhere, some, at <laughs> some point in time, someone else was asking God the same thing. Redeem me from man's oppression that I may keep your precepts. So I'm going to keep praying that and allow it to be my tether to the Lord. I pray that you pray that over me and over yourself or anyone else that you know is in a place of questioning questioning whether they want to keep leaning into the spirit of God but I will do my best to put aside my flesh and subject it to the authority and the power the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ always remembering that I too have been on the other side of this in some other area of life and um, I'm gonna try to do my best to honor the Lord and how I process my heart with him and with you all I love you until next time <laughs>